It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Truth and Justice. I'm sure most of you are looking in your feed today wondering where your Friday follow-up episode is. I had a slight miscommunication with Kelly. She didn't realize that the follow-up was supposed to be published today. She's working on that right now, so later on this afternoon, you'll still get your normal Friday follow-up episode. It's a really good one, I think, a very long one. It's like an hour and 20 minutes long, where we kind of wrap up everything as far as where we've come so far in the year 2022. That'll be your last official episode of this year. In the meantime, I've had this bonus episode ready to go. I was going to publish it next week, but since we don't have a follow-up this morning, I decided to go ahead and publish it now. So this is another down and dirty, no music, no editing, no frills, just a bonus episode. This is Bo Nash's 2015 interview. You're going to hear in this interview, it's I believe his mother and father are in the room with him. So sometimes it gets a little confusing to hear because there's multiple conversations happening at once as mom's talking to one detective while Bo's talking to another one. But this gives you a good idea of how everyone was thinking about nine years after the murders. Robert and Christian had been arrested at this point. I don't believe the charges had been dropped yet. And there's definitely a lot of frustration with everyone. And I'll have a couple more bonus episodes to share with you coming up during next week while we're taking the week off for the holidays. So hopefully uh, everybody's safe. It's, it's very cold and windy. It's 35 below zero with the wind chill here in Michigan. So we're all snowed in, so we might as well put something out for you guys to listen to. I hope you all have a great weekend and a happy holiday if you celebrate. Here's today's bonus episode, the 2015 interview with Bo Nash. Texas Ranger James Holland is a legendary interrogator. They call him the serial killer whisperer. You can't hide those indications, and that's why yesterday I knew that he did it. But now, shocking interrogation tapes reveal how the super cop really operates. And that's why they asked me to come in, because I'm special. From Something Else, The Marshall Project, and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Smokescreen. Just say you're sorry. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Say goodbye to the dish, and hello to Skystream, the new way to get Sky over Wi-Fi. So you can get unmissable Sky shows like The Last of Us and Succession as well as Netflix and Discovery Plus, and loads more, all in one subscription for £26 a month. Oh, and next day delivery with no upfront fee. Skystream. TV simplified. Head to sky.com. Requires Skystream and broadband minimum speed, 10 megabits per second, 18-month minimum term. Cut-off times apply for next day delivery. Excludes bank holiday. 18 plus. Terms apply. Well, um, I'm going to try not to take too many notes, but right. just for the sake of, of being here um, and speaking with you, um, I just want to, just, just for the record, um, your last name? Nash. Okay. As this is the first time you and I have actually met yeah. before. I've read, you know, some of the things, so I feel like I know a little bit about you, but, you know. Mm-hmm. It, Which it, department of investigator are you from? I am with Riverside County Sheriff's Department. Okay. Okay, so I'm actually. Not the homicide where there's like an upper and lower division? Actually, yes, I am in the homicide division. We, we both work homicide. Lower or upper? Well, I'm not sure what you mean by. Because three Cavazon guys came over here before. Uh-huh. They were from the upper division, they said? 
Oh, okay. You know what? That was and that was a few years ago, right? That, that was, was the like, Superior, the Riverside Superior Court, court okay. oh, yeah. regarding the court case. Okay. Hello, sir. Right. That's my see again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not ready for spring. <laughs> it's coming quick, isn't it? Yeah, my fair skin is not gonna last. <laughs> and so your first name? Bo B A U. B B E A U. A U. No E. No B E A. Beautiful without the two. Ah, gotcha. B E A. Okay. And when's your birthday? I laugh, that's my daughter's birthday. Really? That's correct. <laughs> and I do have your phone number. Um, and is this uh, your current address mm -hmm. here on uh, Rock Ridge? Mm-hmm. Okay. the Rock. Thank you. All right. Um, are you working right now? Yep. Where are you working? Uh, Allstate, Interstate, Allstate, Interstate, All Battery Center. Been there for about a month at most. How's that working out? It's, it's, it's getting going. Yeah. Um, I just had a hard time reacclimating myself to the workplace because the physical and mental abuse I went through with my wife, like she basically broke every nose in my one of my face, like just totally verbally abusive to me, physically abusive. It was just I have a restraining her against her, and so does she. Well, you're in a better place now, though, yeah, right? Definitely. Good. Good. I'm, I'm happier now, making like eight hundred dollars a month, than I was making nine thousand with her. So I mean, not knowing you and seeing you, you look like you know. Well, I got voted in middle school and high school, so I know what it's like to be up and down. You know. Yeah. We never, uh, never know what we sign on for, huh? Until we're almost there, I and mean, sometimes it's too late. But yeah. you know what? You're still here, and it looks yeah. like you're making a forward push. So yeah. that's a good thing. As far as the the, the your place of employment, uh, what city or Palm Desert? Palm Desert. Sorry about the dogs. The dogs are the 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 insulated. Are they in the middle room? Even a muzzle can't walk. That's the best. Oh, no, I, yeah, because you can barely hear them. Did you have your out here? That would. You told me you were going to school right now. Um, I was. I already graduated from COD. I got my um, AA there. I transferred to CSUSB in the spring of 2013. But my wife pretty much gave me an ultimatum that I either quit everything, like school and work, or be with her. And the, and the fact that I was having black eyes and scratch marks in my. You're starting back in September. Yeah, I, mean, I just went through a lot. Like last time you guys were here, I um, I, I was drinking a four loco, and like I was just. <laughs> I was out of it. I was going through my divorce, and sure. I just—I I was relaying information properly. I just—I wasn't in my right mind to, to to do it effectively. Where you understood it, it was more of like a ramble about my past and stuff. That's understandable. I, I want to get the case solved as okay. if it can. I want to put whoever I can to justice because okay. I don't think it's right. You know. Okay. All right. I get. And you know too that you know with with us talking to you, you know, and I know you, you know this already. Um, the information that you provide, you know, be it however helpful it may be, or or trite, or whatever, however you want to put a, a definition on it, however however that comes down, I mean, it's 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 a piece of a puzzle to many 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 pieces of the puzzle. I, I know you know. Can that, I ask right? you a question? Absolutely. Because I'm very familiar with this case. Okay. I'm sure you are too. I'm getting there. What I want to know is, how did an affidavit that was from Javier Garcia's lawyer get turned in to somebody? in order to file charges against two people for, for murder. Because that's what I've heard from multiple sources, yeah. including Elizabeth Bobby on the KMR6 reporter. Because I, I want to talk to her, too. Okay. Like, I'm the only one, probably, that's in this whole desert that's came forward before all the billboards and all the rewards came in. I, I called Luis probably three or four years ago. So, I mean, I've been, I've been adamant about getting this solved. I just don't like how it's being solved improperly. Like, I feel like investigators are ignoring my my, my comments. Not, not not you, but Leclerc, especially. 
I just feel like um, last time they came over here, they were more of in Javier Jr.'s best interest. And I had pending court cases, and I don't anymore. So I don't have to blow smoke up either of your asses about his dad or him. I mean, he did tell me he was joyriding in the area when it happened, like when it happened at the same time. And the cops came to my work, and I work at Circuit City, where the Best Buy is now. And they pulled my, my time cards, Coriana's time cards, and Alex Fulon's time cards. And that was our group of circle of friends we hung out with. Mm -hmm. The cops, last time they came here, they mentioned a guy named Sam Gayer and someone else, and I didn't know who they were. They also were implicating Robert and Christian, like trying to get me to admit something they did wrong in high school or any behavioral tendencies they may have had in the past that may have resulted in their crime they committed, you know, back after high school. But I didn't know them well enough to do that. But I did well. I did know Javier well enough. He didn't seem like the violent type. But if he was involved in a situation where there was violence, he's not the type to say, hey, stop it. He's the type to sit there and either look or walk away and not say anything to anybody. And I believe that's what happened. But you're saying, just so I understand, you're saying that as far as his involvement with something that's dirty and, and maybe physical, that's, that's not really... Well, I mean, if, you're in, if, you, if you know a crime happened and you saw it or you're aware of it before the police haven't finished their investigation of whether it was a homicide or an arson or like an accidental electrical fire, they... Um, they didn't really pay much attention to Javier. Okay. And he, he was so obsessed with her to the point where he'd drive from Cathedral City with his mom's gas car, gas car and state car all the way up Pinion, this mountain, about 30 minute drive, windy, past Sugarloaf Cafe, into the Pinion Flats where it happened, just to check on her, just to pick her up from work. That's not something someone infatuated does. You know, roses, or, you know, card at work, that's, that's infatuated. But obsessive, kind of compulsively obsessive, that's what he was. And on top of that, his direct cousin was dating her. So that probably didn't cause much of a, a friendship you know, between the two of them, unless they both plan on doing something to her, which at first I thought happened. But then investigators said they found DNA cards of Christian Smith and, and, and Robert Pape had weapons in his house that matches. But I don't see Robert and Christian like doing something like that, unless they were like that young and stupid. But Javier wouldn't have told me he was involved and up in the area joyriding unless he had something else to say to me. Like to see if I was comfortable with what he was telling me so far. And I got freaked out and said, I don't want to hear anymore, bro. Just keep it yourself. Because like he was half drunk. But when he gets half drunk, he admits things that he normally doesn't do. And it's truth. Sometimes it's lies. But with this particular situation, it was the truth. And I believe him because he joyrided everywhere. Like when he, I used to know when he used to pick her up back and forth from work. I mean, it's an hour only, an hour back, just to pick someone from work. I mean, you really must really want to see him that bad, you know? Where's my tax money? Well, um, I just, uh, I mean, I don't, you guys are probably going to tell Javier Garcia Sr., like what I say. I mean, he was a great dad, and he was a, I, I hung out with him when I was. Well, just, just so you know, I don't, at this point, my partner and I don't have. Paperwork is paperwork. Yeah, but, but we don't we don't work for, for Mr. Garcia. But he can read it, though. Okay, somewhere. but I'm just I'm just telling I'm, you. I'm, I'm, I'm a criminal justice major, so. Okay, but I, I, admire, just, I just. I know how paperwork works, and whether it's, you know, you, you two share it with each other, he can easily just type in a computer, look me up, and see what happens. But I just want you to know and understand, I am not, no, I'm, I don't, I'm I don't need that. to seek, I'm not seeking him out. I don't have a relationship with him. 
Are you uh, with well, the Well, who are you union? affiliated with then? Are you with Riverside the Riverside County Sheriff's Department? Department. And, and this is in Riverside, yes, that's correct. Are you it's a Riverside County. That's correct. Are you part of Riverside County? It's the Sheriff's Department. So you're the cold case unit. That's correct. You're not part of the DA. No. We have an east end and a west end. So what do you think about Luis Bolaños? If that makes sense. We work out of Riverside, but it's the Sheriff's Department. Well, off the record. Yeah, I... Well, let's... As, as much as I would. You can type me a message if you want. <laughs> I appreciate that. Either way, I don't trust them. Even. And, and, and I can anybody that's in a law enforcement anybody, anybody that's in a law enforcement career that, that gets dis dishonorably discharged for some odd reason, whether it's military or, or DA or police, you did something wrong and ethical, and you shouldn't be a cop or an investigator unless you're a dirty one that's out for themselves and not for the actual like justice for the victim's family. Who are you talking about? Louise. Because he made me believe that, like, that, like Javier and Garcia did it all this time, and then boom, the next week on the news, that Christian and, and um, Robert did it. And the cops that came here before they even arrested Christian and Robert were telling me their names, asking if I knew them and their tendencies and stuff. Like, I kind of got the feeling like, oh, they're probably gonna arrest those two. And they also mentioned Sam Gay or some other kid I went to high school with, but I never even knew him. So I just he ran like, into the cousin at the university. He changed his name cousin, too. <laughs> but he met. I remember it was that day he goes, oh, Mom, guess who I saw at the school? And he said that the cousin couldn't even look him straight in the face. It was Javier's direct cousin, Jacob, the one that was dating Becky Ball. She was dead while well, she died. From what I understand, though, Becky was dating a whole bunch of guys when she died. Though. Okay. That's that's what I'm hearing. And and, and that's primarily why why we're here to, to talk to you. You know, there, there are a lot of people that, you know, seem to have some background on... Becky, Javier, yeah. just whoever, you whoever you want. Whoever you want. The last two weeks Becky was alive, mm -hmm. I was around her more than anybody else besides Javier. Okay. Every day. And why was that? Because she pretty much introduced me on a smoke marijuana. Okay. That's what All I right. meant when I said the kid changed um, his life earlier. For some yeah. reason, I thought you knew her longer than that. I thought maybe in the reports I read it suggested that you had known her. What's weird is like her, like her friends, some of her best friends that I didn't know, but I've gotten in contact with to ask questions. They like they tell me they think it's 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 Robert and Christian. Because Robert was like devastated over the fact they broke up, but like the whole time I was with Becky, that two weeks, I was with her like pretty much all day, every day. She didn't get any phone calls from Robert. She didn't get any like text messages. Her number, her number never changed. She never was harassed. Only person she was harassed by is Javier, and we had to warn him to calm down because as a friend to a friend, like you're being really obsessive, like to the point where, like you're being scary, you know. Okay. Can you elaborate a little bit on that, on what you mean by like being scary? Yeah. Like showing having up, to showing having up at her work without being called upon to pick her up, um, like never really buying her anything like roses or anything like that. More of just like like physical affection, where like 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 a like a like a servant kind of thing, you know? Like pick you up anywhere, buy you whatever you want. Like I'll go to the grocery store 20 miles down that way just to get you a can of soda kind of thing. Like he'll do anything, even picking her up at work and pinion, just to appease her or just to make her feel like he cares and. He didn't take the warnings really well, and the way he acted after she died was really weird. He, okay, and when you say the warnings, what do you mean? The warnings of you said he, he didn't when he didn't take the warnings from us. Okay, and and that's what I mean. Like, explain to me, elaborate. What, what did you guys he, do or she, say? She, she was dating Jacob, his cousin, and uh, openly, and we all knew about it. Me, Alice, Corey, our small group of friends, and um, after they started dating, like she didn't like we never saw Becky like go spend the night at Jacob's house or like them kiss or anything, but we knew they were a couple. And Javier, we knew, had a crush on her extremely. And it was really weird because like, Javier and Jacob had a relationship where they call each other brother. Like, they were like, they really weird. Like, in particular, like, really peculiar people. 
And um, after Becky died, I didn't hear from Jacob until around two years later and he was with Javier. And I was in Palm Springs and he told me, hey, I'm in town, can you get me some medical marijuana? And I didn't have a car anymore because I stopped smoking. And I was like, I have a friend that owns a dispensary and I went and got it for him. And um, I gave it to him and then pretty much said goodbye. And that was the last time I saw him. And that was like 2007? 2007. Because I know the murder happened in 08 or 06, 06 of September 18th. Was it 18? 17. 17. 18th morning, he had me drive up there all frantic before there was even news crews. That was my number one red flag. I was like, how the hell? I was looking at my phone on the way up the mountain, like KMIR, KSQ, Desert, Desert Sun. I'm in a triple homicide. It has to be on there, you know? Whether it's happened that night, usually it would be on that night. It happened at 7 o'clock at that night. But being not on there the next morning was a red flag to me. And the way he was like acting on the way up there was saying stuff like, oh, I know if Becky's okay if her car's not there, but if it is there, then something's wrong. And like, he told me, he didn't tell me he joyrided up there until like two weeks after she died at a bonfire when he was like, like a little tipsy, because he's not much of a drinker. He pulled me aside and told me that, um, that he was dating Ashley, this girl that I hooked him up with, because he thought I liked her. Sorry for being confusing. But it was kind of like a, um, like a rebound like to get his mind off what just happened with Becky. And it worked, but I saw Ashley's mom about a year and a half ago when I was working at Massage Envy, and she came and recognized me, I didn't recognize her. And she said, hey, Bo, have you seen Javier around? And I'm like, who are you? you know? And she's like, oh, I'm Ashley's blah, blah, blah. I said, no, I haven't actually. And she was like, you know what's really weird? It's he took her up there like four or five times and they were dating to like reminisce through the rubble. And he took me up there like once or twice too to do it. So I don't know if he was looking for little trinkets or if he was looking for like evidence, like 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 casings. I, I have no idea. But the fact that he told me he was joyriding up there when it happened is it, it just tells me enough that he he, he wouldn't joyride up there not to check on Becky. He wouldn't just go and like go on Main Road and like look like a quarter mile that way and see like oh house looks fine, sun on fire and turn around. He went and looked, you know. He went and looked because there's no way that next morning he'd have like such a a a. a a behavior to him to where he was like so frantic but not like like not very frantic in my mind because I'm I'm pretty good at acting and he's not. Yeah. Tell me about that morning. How how I got I had class I had class around nine fifty, I had algebra forty at C O D or something. I had a call on the way to school. He wasn't crying but he was frantic, like we gotta go, I'll, I'll fill your gas tank. Oh, something happened to Becky, blah blah blah. I look I'm like, Are you sure? Let me look on the news. So I go on my iPhone and I look up nothing happened. No no fires, no you know, usually when there's a fire, even if it's not an arson or if it's just a fire, it's in the news. Whether it's a business or a house or whatever. And he said something happened to something. What did he say? He's like, he's like, I know something's wrong. I know something's wrong. And like, he had me like race up there and fill my gas tank. And I had an STI. I don't know if you know what that is. It's Zuru. But I was going like 80, 90 all the way up there. Like, because he had me scared because I cared about Becky. I, I didn't know her very long. But the way he made it sound was like that something was, was wrong and she needed help. And where was he when, when you got that information? I have no idea. I picked him up at his house, I believe. Yeah, I picked him up at his house. I left COD and I drove all the way to Cat City because his mom used to live in Cat City in like a cul-de-sac over by um, the high school. Over by, no, Sunny, Sunny Sands Elementary, over up by uh, McCollum and Day Palm somewhere. And I went to the house, picked him up, filled my gas tank up, raced up there. And before we even got there, there was like one corner van. They were just taping it off. There was no media. There was like one cop car with more pulling up. Like they, we got there before them. That's what really freaked me out. What time was it about that you got up there? Nine, ten. Well, I thought you said you got 
you were at COD at 9.50? Well, class starts at 9. I was there around 8.45. Okay. And by the time I got me into Javier's house, it was like around 9.40ish. And the time I got up the hill, it was around like 10.45. Okay. Because I remember getting up there before noon. Because around like 1 or 2 o'clock, that's when the news station started coming up there. Okay. I didn't stay up there that long, but we could see them driving up the hill as we were going down. Okay. And what was he saying to you while you were he was driving up there? Dead silent. Up, up the hill, he yeah. was he was just like quiet half the time. And like, but I, I was like glancing out the corner of my eye, looking at him, and his body expression, like, wasn't the type of expression as if someone was hurt and he was scared. It was something he was already expecting, and he was just like playing it off. Like, if you can ask these two, I'm, I'm, I'm an actor. Like, I can, I can act. <laughs> and I'm, I, I've never been trained, but I, I can tell when someone's bullshitting. I can read their body language. I can read everything about them. Whether they make one mistake, it's not sympathetic or not, like, worried. Like, just one slip-up, and I'll, I'll be able to tell you're lying. And I can tell he was lying. So when I went up there, I kind of just, like, stayed in my car. He got out, walked about 20 feet in the dirt, and the house was over there to the left. There's some bushes, and he saw the car, and then he just kind of did, like, a fake sob where he put his hands behind his head. Like, he wasn't hysterically crying. He just did, like, a, like a, like a force-me cry kind of thing. And then after that, like I said, he was the person that waxed his eyebrows at an Asian salon. And, and got like a, a trim at a, at a you know at a, at a salon. He he grew out his afro after that ever since, and he didn't shave his eyebrows. He started dating Ashley, and like the, the look on his face was like, it wasn't like he was like a stone like on high look, but he was like, like just gazing out into the like in, into nothing. Like he was just thinking nonstop, and he, like, his personality changed. And he was mooching off everybody, and like. And, and then his mom moved into Sacramento two months later. Well, what type of things was he saying, or what, what, what was his behavior after that? Just as far as what you know, your, your interaction. 100, 180% degree change in personality. Tell me some he things. Was, he was like lively, goofy, funny before, uh, joking, um, like like caring, like would be there for you kind of friend. And afterwards, he just turned into an exact opposite. Like even if you needed him, like he wouldn't piss on you if you were on fire kind of thing. Like he just had like one, one set mind of getting high and like, and like getting his mind off whatever he was on. Would you, would you consider that maybe a, a, a way of, of him maybe being in mourning is the word no. I think of? How would you categorize it? Like sadness, like frustration because he couldn't stop whatever happened because he was up there, I know he was. Um, I, I don't think he took any part of it. I think he did witness maybe a fire and like turn around and booked it. Because he knew where Becky lived, and you could see her house probably from the main road. Because he'd go right on the dirt trails and go left. I, I don't remember how to get up there, but I think he he, he knew what happened. He didn't. He, I'm not sure if he knew about murders, but he knew there was a fire. And I guarantee, if he saw the fire, he definitely went closer to look at it. Why do you why why don't you think he would tell you this? Tell me in detail. What you saw? Yeah. In detail, besides mm -hmm. the party with joyriding. Yes. Because I got uncomfortable and told him not to tell me anything else after he told me that. Because if he told me, I'd be involved too, and I'd be an accessory to the murder. Because if I know, and he knows, and if, we don't, if, I, if I don't report it, I'm just as guilty. And I, I'm not putting that on my conscience. Okay. So you had a feeling then that... I, I told Claire that too. Okay. So you had a feeling that he saw... He, he told me more. verbally. Okay. What, what verbally did he say? He told me he was joyriding up in the area. And up in the area, I was like, where? He's like, he's like, up in Pinion, right by her house. And I was just like... Well, I was just like, well, you didn't see anything? He was like, no. I, I was like, well, what? I, he's, like, he's like, dude, he started, like, mumbling. And I was like, just like, just leave it there. I don't want to fucking know. 
Because like I was in criminal justice back then, remember, that's before I started taking psychology, and I knew that if he told me something, I'd be obligated to, to, to tell law enforcement, because okay. that's a triple homicide. Okay, and just so I'm clear, when that conversation that you and he, that you and him are having, yeah. it's about which night? It's about the night that it happened. Okay. And as soon as he told me he was up there joyriding in the area where it happened, I told him, no more, I don't want to hear any The night that it happened, the night of the, of the murders? Yep. Okay. And he, took me, and he took me up there the next morning to, to pretend that he didn't know what was happening. And, and when you say that, what, what, what do you mean by him pretending? Like he, like the next morning after it happened, he called me frantic. Like I, I've never heard Javier on the phone frantic before because he was that kind of guy. He was like always like goofy and laughing. So I wouldn't know what a frantic real or a frantic fake was from him. But by looking at him hard, his body language, he wasn't like, like on the way up the hill, like you can tell when someone's in an antsy or in a hurry or like, like anxious to like really know something or crying. None, none of the above. He was just, he was just, like just mute, like in, in kind of expecting what was going to be there. Can I ask a quick question? Just Please, by all means. Confused? Why would he need a ride up there? That's he that. Was that riding here's the night thing. Before. Why is he asking me to go? The night before it happened, which was a Saturday night, I spent the night at Becky's house with Javier and Becky, and he had me drive my car because he filled my car with gas, the gas tank. Aluminum gas. It's like a Chevron gas card that all state representatives get. You can go fill this sucker up whenever you want. Anybody's tank. Free gas. So I was like, free gas? Why not? You know? But what car was he joyriding in the night before? In his... Or the night of the murder? The car he was joyriding in was, he, was either going to be his mom's state assembly for expedition. Had the license plates. It was red CA, then 80. 80th district, I'm assuming. And then that night, he either might have been in that car, or he might have been in his Dodge Intrepid, which got... Trash. It, it got totaled. He was in either or. He had access to gas carts in both. And Circuit City, I work here with Alex and Caribbean. Or Caribbean is out. That's his nickname. Caribbean, uh, Corey. Those are the only two county cards besides mine. I think they came in and pulled. Because I remember Riverside County Sheriff coming in and pulling all three of our time cards. And I was like, no problem. I don't anything to hide. I was like, I hope you find out who did it. But like, at for, the, for the first three months, I didn't think Javier did it until like, I started putting two and two together about like how his mom moved him out of town. I was in the bad and cushy in a state correctional position. Like that's not Javier. Like he, he's not. But the closest he ever came to telling you anything along those lines was when he started to kind of mutter and, and stammer while you guys were driving up the hill, and that's when you told him you didn't want to hear. About no, he it. told me that after it happened. Right. He told me that like two weeks after the death happened. Right. At a barn party up in Pinion. Okay. And he was like a little tipsy. He took me to the side. First, he told me. He first he broke the news to tell me that he was dating Ashley. I didn't really care because I wanted to hook them all up to get his mind off Becky. So I didn't mind that because he thought I liked her. So I said, okay, so was that it? He's like, and he, was, he looked down at the ground and he kicked a rock or something. And he was like, dude, if I tell you something, you promise you keep it to you and you only. And I was just like, what? He's like, I was up here joyriding when it happened. I was like, what happened? He's like, when Becky died. I was like, you didn't see anything? He's like, well, I was, and I was like, just don't even fucking tell me anything more. I, I was just like, I don't want to know. He's like. That, that's something that, like... But like, at that point in time, you didn't think he was a suspect, so why would you want to stop him? Why would you think that... I did think he was him? a suspect as soon as he told Two me he weeks was after? joyriding up there. Oh, so at that moment, yeah. that's when you At the bonfire. Before that. That's when he was all dazed out and growing his afro and, like, partying. And that's after Becky died, like, and that's before he met Ashley. They were right around the same time, and they got together. And he took me aside in, in the dirt to tell me that. And I, he thought I was going to, like, sock him in the face. Like, he was scared. He's like, he put his hands behind his back, and he's like, just give me one good one I want, you know? I was like, dude, I don't like her like that. She can have her. And after that happened, he dated her for those three months until he moved, and he moved all random to Sacramento. But that same girl, he took up there three times to reminisce in the rubbish. 
And I, I went up there once and I stayed in the car. I was like, I'm not getting my shoes dirty. You know, I don't know what you're looking for, but good luck. So, I mean. And that was something I, too. You guys I, would go up to, not when I say you guys. You mean, party? People, yeah. Yeah, well, like me, Corey, Alex, there was a guy named um, Nick. Nick Coraline, he had a house up there, kind of like maybe a quarter mile from Becky's and Pinion. That's where we partied mostly. We never partied at Becky's house, but Becky would come over once in a great while too. But we partied in Pinion, but the spot where Javier told me was like out in like the, you know, you take this trail, you go that way, you go this way. It was in the middle of a desert area with a boom fire. It wasn't anybody's house. But it happened two weeks or three weeks after the murder happened. Was and it close to the house or was yeah, it? Yeah, it was in Pinion. Okay. It wasn't close, like you couldn't see from here to there. It was probably like another half mile through dirt that way. But just the fact that he told me he was joyriding up there, it freaked me out. It was like, why are you, why are you going joyriding up in Pinion? It's like an hour and a half drive there and back, first of all, or more. Second of all, I mean, the only reason I think you could go joyriding is because he'd only do that when Becky wouldn't answer the phone, which would mean, would mean something already had happened to her, and he raced up there because that's what he would do. If he, she didn't answer the phone, he'd race up there. Like, and see if everything was okay. So he's done that before? Oh, yeah, for work or whatever. Like, if she didn't answer the phone, he knew. Because he had, he had a copy of her schedule, like, at, at Denny's. And if he knew that she had work and sometimes she slept in because she smoked weed and drank, he, he'd go up there and, like, pick her up, even if uninvited. Like, even if she was going to go and leave, he'd be like, oh, I'll give you a ride. I'm already here. And, you know, Mr. Sweet Guy, but really Mr. Stalker. Like, he, I mean, he, he maybe wasn't infatuated, but he, he, he. he I wouldn't say Jacob, I don't, I don't want to go that way, but I know for sure, but like 95% sure, like if I were to put all my marbles on it, minus one, he was involved as an accessory. When you say he, you mean? Javier. There's okay. no way you, you're up there and you're joyriding and you don't see that. Because when you're joyriding, you're not joyriding like up the wines in the mountains, you're in pain. It's pretty dark up there too, huh? Yeah, and when you see a fire, it's pretty bright. Especially around 7, 8 o'clock at night in September. And to come get me the next morning and use my car the night before to go sit in her house, it happened. And then on that next night, Sunday, it happened. And that next morning, Monday, to drive my car back up there again. I mean, either he was trying to set me up or he like fell in my tank, you know? Hmm. Well, and I don't know if you have any, anything else, but um, let's go back a little bit. Um, and you had said that you'd only met, uh, uh, you only known her for yeah Becky for just a few weeks. Two or three right? weeks. Okay, and and you met her through. How did you meet her? Through Jacob and Javier. Jacob used to have an apartment down by El Paseo, mm -hmm. on one of the side streets behind it, like the little apartments, and she was his girlfriend. And Javier, we all knew liked her, so Javier kind of like not stole her from Jacob, but like kind of like hung out with her a lot more because Jacob maybe didn't have free time. And Javier hanging out with her wasn't like flirting. He'd just be a little bit here and there. Trying to get that status eventually. Okay, so that's how you guys met. Yeah. Okay. Before that, though, um, you didn't go to high school together or anything like that. Didn't mm -hmm. work together, nothing like that. Nothing. Oh, I see. Okay. And Javier, he worked at Las Casuelas. Forgot the name of it. It's in Palm Springs, the main one, not the strip. His uncle or his tia or tio works there, and he was hired as a busboy or a dishwasher. His days off were Sunday. So that's just if you want to know that. That's the day it happened. Okay. So. So you guys met, um, kind of just, and you did a little bit, but a little bit more on, on you said you spent a lot of time with, with Becky. Just, um, just those two first met her, Right. Yeah. Just kind of, because I, let, let's call I didn't know her. Yeah. You know, and reading reports don't do me justice, mm -hmm. right? But 
But if you can kind of give me an idea of of what her lifestyle was, or you know, what her what her you know, she was a wild one. Mm -hmm. She was a tomboy a little bit. She didn't put up in any shit. She probably fight a girl after her fight. She was very feisty. She was uh, independent. Um, I mean, this is just off two weeks of knowing her, just by knowing her for two weeks. She uh, she probably was a player in a girl's turn. Because I've talked to, what's really weird is we're, my ex-wife and I were staying at a hotel in Peter City called the Doral, the Desert Princess. And there's a front desk girl named Megan Birnbaum. And Megan Birnbaum knew about this Becky girl because I guess her brother Chad was the last person seen with her. That's what she told me. And I found that really weird because, like, how would this person know that person? Like, it's a small desert, you know? But the, the information she told me didn't make sense, but it kind of did make sense because I've seen pictures of Robert, Christian, and that Chad guy all shooting assault rifles together. So, I don't know. That's not a name they mentioned me last time. They said Sam Gayer and somebody else. That I, I, that I wouldn't even... What about the lie that Bonnie Garcia told? Oh, the told. campaign lie. She, she, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it's irrelevant. That, that's, they, they can do that. She, mm. the, the morning after, when he had me drive from 9 a.m. to like all day up in Vinian, his mom lied and said that he was at a campaign event and fundraiser. And we did, and we're, and we're gonna we're gonna get to that. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, in knowing her, um, and, and getting a chance, an opportunity to know her, wasn't the type of person that you said, hey, you know, known her for two weeks. I I don't need this. She she was okay. Right? Yeah, she was she cool. Me, you know? She knew what she wanted. She, she was very, very flirtatious. She was very, um, she wouldn't lead you on, but she'd go to the possible point where it almost would be, but like in a kind way. Like for example, Javier going opinion to pick her for work. She didn't say no, don't do that. She obliged and you know, why not? Free gas money for me. And so she played both sides of the fence with probably multiple guys. I don't doubt that. She seemed like that kind of girl to me. But with Robert, I don't know anything about that. I didn't even know they dated, but I went to high school with Robert. But with Christian, like those two guys in high school, they used to like, they're the kind of guys that walk up to you and like just sock you in the arm, dead arm, you know? So, I mean, I don't, I don't know if they're abusive in that possible way to really kill someone with a real barrel. That's a little extreme. So I brought, Becky probably took off out of the house. For someone told me it was a mile out, but at least it was like 50 or 100 yards. I mean, it, well, it makes a difference because if it was more than 50 or 100 yards, you'd have to be in pretty good shape to bring it back. And Javier in, in middle school, I got pictures in my room. He was the fastest kid in our school. So, I mean. <laughs> all this on, um, Sorry, so struck me. Oh. So you guys, um, so you know, you, you, you got a chance to meet her and, and kind of establish a friendship with her in a rapport. And then um, in the days before the fires and the murder, um, uh, it's my understanding that you actually were actually up at the house and spending a little the time. The night before. Okay. And only the night before. The, the very first time I've ever met her mom, her step, or her mom, her stepdad, and Becky in her house was that Saturday night, the 16th, or the, the night before. The Sunday would be the 17th. The 16th that night, I was at her house and we spent the night. Okay, I had so Saturday morning. night, the yeah. 16th. Saturday night, the 16th, we spent the house. I drove my STI up there with both of them. Her car was already parked there. And I was so high on marijuana that I just went upstairs, took one more hit, and went to sleep. That was when I first started smoking, and I was just like, you know. But that was back then. Um, now, this is now, and I can remember. I took one glance at the dad, he was very polite, one glance at the mom, they were very polite. Becky's room was upstairs, and it had like kind of like, a, like a, a slanted roof. And Javier was in the room, like looking at all her pictures, and like just not, it wasn't really obsessive, but it was like just mind your own business, you know? She wants to show you the album, she'll show you the album kind of thing. 
and I went to sleep because I was so high. I'm, I'm being honest with you. I woke up the next morning around like 8 because I had my alarm set. I had worked that Sunday. That's why they came to pull my time cards. I drove down from Pinion early because I had to make it to work in Palm Desert. I got there around, I think Sunday started at 11, so I worked 11 to 8. And then at 8 o'clock I got off. Javier wasn't around. It was me, Alex, and Corey. And we were kind of just waiting in our chill spot for everybody to show up and stuff so we could just hang out. And Javier showed up last. And he had no facial expression, nothing wrong, nothing, like nothing occurred, like totally just Javier. And then the next morning is when that happened. Okay, and now back up just a little bit, just so I know. Uh, where did you guys meet at? You said the, the meeting spot? Who? Um, Sunday after you got off work. Yeah. Where did you meet? Well, me, Corey, and Alex, we all worked together at Circuit City. So we all got off the same pretty much time. We'd all go home first, we'd all take our showers, you know, get dressed in our street clothes, and we meet up either at Alex's house or they come to my garage or, you know, we'd go to Javier's house. Javier wasn't available. Um, we went to Alex's house to kick it with Alex and Corey. And so the following day on Sunday, you went to Alex's that house. That night. I worked all day Sunday. Right. And then I got off at like seven or eight. I went home and showered. Right. I went straight from the shower at my friend's house. It was, it was either Alex or Corey. Okay. No, it wasn't Corey because Corey was in Cat City Cove and Alex lived in Cat City right next to me because I lived at Durango over in over Durango, right? Is that the name of the street? Durango no, Road. I think we're in Rancho Mirage Durango. then. We had two houses, remember? But I think we were at the Rancho Mirage house then. You know, right? Maybe. That's possible. Yeah, maybe. That's where we were. Yeah, I think so. Because I had two cars. I had my STI and I had the Civic. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, so we went, I went home, I showered, and then usually the meeting spot was either Javier's house, because it was like right down the street from mine and Ranch Mirage, just take the ball, I'm right there. It was either Alex's, because he lived in Cat City, almost near Javier, or we'd meet at like um, like the bottom of the hill, kind of like get all our cars together and then go up. We'd only go up to Pinion like once a week, like twice a week at the most, but I mean, we had fun. It just wasn't until like Becky died that it got all creepy. Okay. So that night you met at either Alex's house or Corey's house, somebody. It was either Alex's or Javier's later on in the night. Okay, and then you said that Javier was the last to show up. Yeah, he was the last to show up. And do you, when, I mean, how much later? Like 10. Okay, and did he show up uh, with somebody else by himself? He's a loner. Okay. His best friend's Corey and still is. And his dad's a Palm Springs Police Department officer. And I've even begged Corey, like, on, like I've messaged him through my own friend list, and I'm like, hey, I'm like, can you do anything like to help this case? Like, and he's like, I'm drunk, I don't remember. Like, he, he's, he's an asshole. He won't, he won't turn in his friend hobby because they're butt buddies and have been ever since high school. And I, I don't know what he thinks he's saving by not, you know, I, I just think it's fucked up that, that there's been three murders and no one's been, no one's been convicted of it. Yeah. It's, isn't this the only triple homicide in Riverside that hasn't been solved? What's that? Isn't this the only triple homicide in Riverside that hasn't been solved? Well, it's the only one that I haven't been able to no. solve right now, so I'm... I, well, it's one of them. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's, there's, yeah, there's, there's <laughs> others, but I'm... Yeah, I'm, I was I'm getting nightmares about Riverside, too. I was getting nightmares about it, because like, I was, yeah. my wife was putting ideas in my head like that like the hobby hero was going to like pop up out of the shower when I opened it with a knife in his hand. Like, she was thinking that herself. So she coerced me into calling Luis about three or four years ago, out of the blue, telling him everything I knew, and he had KCAL 9 with a big old camera come down and black my face out of the hat and my voice and do it. And This was your ex-wife? I did it though. My ex-wife kind of conversed me into it. Okay. What was, was her name? Her name was Jade. I wouldn't even write her name down. She's a okay. psychopath. She wasn't even around. Yeah, all she wasn't around when all that happened. Oh, just she, so I understand. She kind of convinced me into. Well, we didn't try to understand Okay. I really didn't want to. I mean, I just I, I knew the conflict of interest between Javier Senior and his son, and he, they work in the same D office, the same county, yeah. and that's why Luis is trying to get it over to LA and stuff. But 
I just don't see it happening. Um, I mean, why would Javier want immunity? Do you guys know about that? I'm sorry? Why would Javier ask for immunity for providing the affidavit? I, you know, I, I couldn't give you a, a feasible answer because, yeah. you know, I, we try to do the right thing, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not saying that anybody's not doing the right thing, but no, no, I don't, just, I don't it's, that's it's, something that is, I don't, procedures I don't quite grasp. Can I so. ask you a question? Well, what, a cold case file lays cold, correct? From years this or whatever, cold, until something, something no, pops up, correct? here, aren't they? What it's initiated <laughs> you two professionals to come out this time Doug on a Saturday? Doug July for them to I mean, who, who's reenacting this? Well, 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 just so you know, the... I mean, yeah, we work the cold case, okay. um, but we also do active stuff. We, but our title is cold case. Okay. With regards to this case, it's never been put to rest. It's always been on the surface. That's it correct. should be. Yeah. Okay. It's never. Well, I agree. I'm not, <laughs> not against justice. I just don't get why it took six years to make an arrest on two people. Yeah. I we've always been of the assumption, and we can't lie, that uh, the powers that be are kind of putting up roadblocks. Something's wrong. It's called Something a conflict of interest. Well, well and, you're and talking about the son of a... Well, if you fire him, there will be a problem. The son of an ex-assembly. And then you've got a husband that's a district attorney. No, he's not a district attorney. He's a senior district attorney investigator. And we'll, we'll, we'll address that okay. in a little bit. But I'm just paranoid. He's a good dad. He raised his son, right? Testimony it's just were the, to convict. I don't think Javier did anything wrong. Would that family take I just think he was there. Hang on. So, Bo, what I want to do with you is, is um, you know, I have had an opportunity to review our casebooks regarding the death of Becky Freely and her family. And in reviewing... The, the reports that were asked of you, or the questions that were asked of you, or your, or your your interviews with the, the detectives, I just had a couple of clarifying Previous questions. detectives? Yeah. Absolutely. Previous okay. detectives that, that spoke to you. Claire and the three that came over here? Exactly. Okay. Absolutely. So just a couple of questions that I wanted to ask sure. you, so I appreciate that. Um, I just wanted to confirm, and you've already brought this up in, 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 uh, in this interview, that you actually um, were at... Uh, Becky Freely's house um, the night prior to the murder. Yes. Okay. My question to you is, um, is if you can recall, um, on the day um, that Becky was murdered, um, had you had an opportunity to talk to Becky in any way, shape, or form? No. I didn't even have her phone number. Okay. You did not have her phone number. The only reason I hung out with Becky is because Javier was with Becky all the time, and I'd hang out with Javier. Okay. All right. So the last time you saw Becky was at her house Saturday night. Actually, Saturday. Sunday morning when I left. Correct. You the, got the up. day she the day she died. Okay. Correct. You got up. You got in your car. You drove to work. down the hill and went to work. And that's when I pulled my time cards that day. Okay. Um, now let's back up just a, a day. The night that you spent at um, at Becky's house, and I believe you told me that um, the sixteenth. Yes, and that Javier Garcia was with. The three of you were there, is that Just correct? Just us three, yeah. Okay. Um, did Javier or Becky um, state to you um, let me rephrase that question. Okay. Um, that night you were there. Um, the 16th. The 16th. Um, no, that's not correct. That's not correct. I'm getting ahead of myself. After you left Becky's house, the 17th, the 17th, in the morning, you went to work. Correct. Um, did Javier um, express to you, or did Becky express to you, that she was going to have um, 
male companions to hike with her nope. on Sunday evening? Nope. Okay. Uh, I'm going to follow that up with another question on that same respect. Did Becky or Javier tell you that she, Becky, was going to go hiking with a couple of individuals? It's a lie. Okay. Let me, let me finish, though. Um, and that um, you and or Javier offered to accompany her, but she told you no. I didn't ask her. I didn't even know she was going hiking. Javier didn't tell me, and why would I go hiking on my day off? Okay. Did you know anything about a potential hike? With, nope. With, uh, I, that's why it's a lie. fear of heights. He's not the hiking yeah, I'm not type. Hiking type. <laughs> and if you look in Penguin, there's nowhere really to hike. There's dirt trails where she got dragged out of from, and that's about it. There's no hiking areas up there. Okay. That's a lie. All right. So it's painful in mine, Jane's workman, because I got closed down like eight years ago. Okay. Uh, cops will only look into that, but okay. that's true. We'll come back and we'll talk about that. If you go in paintball there when I was in eighth grade, which is way before they did this, Palm Springs Unified School District has a car that comes over there every half hour and checks that perimeter. They weren't paintballing behind JWMS. They're lying. It's like, I'll the cell phones off from like, like that time to that time. It's like, come on now. Well, that location where, let's talk about it, then that location where the paintballing is, what then what took its place if, if you're not, if, if no one's paintballing? I don't think, I, I think it's just an alibi they made up. Okay. Robert Christian. But what, what is physically there then? Is it? It's a dirt, it's like a dirt like lot with like cardboard set up for like it used to be a paintballing course like a ghetto one but it's been it's been like see it's been seized because it's palm springs unified school district property and if you get injured like a paintball in the eye on that property guess who's paying that liability sure so that there has been allowed since like 06 or 05 or 04 whenever i was in workman because that's when i used to paintball okay and robert and christian wouldn't be paintballing if they got shotguns in their name at 18. no no Why trust not? me because they don't have paintball guns I never, I, I've, I've been to Robert house, Robert's house once, and he lived in Rancho Mirage, and he lived over off the ball, you make a right, and then go down to Chappelle, and then something another right, it's like a cul-de-sac looking thing. That's where Mrs. Pape used to live, she was my teacher in school. And Robert was more in like pyro shit, like setting mailboxes on fire, like with my friend Miles. Oh, I was just gonna say, just like Miles. They all live in the same neighborhood. <laughs> Did you ever see any of those? Uh... Incidents? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, I, I saw a lot of weird and and stuff I shouldn't see when I was hanging out with them. Like they, they I, I'm not gonna go into it, but they, they, they're, they're kids with really bad inhibition skills. They don't think before they act. Like they, they fold into peer pressure. They, they're, they're, they're followers, they're not leaders. Like I remember walking into a house that was in the neighborhood where I used to live in Ranch Mirage where Robert lived and um, Miles lived, Robert's friend that used to blow up mailboxes together. And there was another kid there and they were all smoking weed. There was like porn on the TV and like a, like, a, like a gay black guy walking around in his underwear. He was cracked out. And like I didn't know what any drugs were or anything at then, but they were all cool hanging out in that house and smoking and watching gay porn and shit. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm like, I'm leaving. And like, that, that's the kind of environment that they were comfortable in. Like, they, like that kind of sick, I don't know if it's the, they're experimenting or they're learning, but it's just the people that I'm out with and their select group of friends, I grew out of. Like, you know, I grew, I grew out of Robert and Miles and all them because I'm not into like blowing people's federal mailboxes on fire. You know, I don't want a record. And um, Christian, he was more of like a loner of Robert in school. He, he just did a lot of sit-ups and push-ups and sock people in the arm and that's, that's about it. The pyromaniac incidents, was that before the murders? That, that was like when Javier was like 13, he used to be in his backyard with a magnifying glass lighting ants on fire. So who, who would you see partaking in, in that whole <laughs> pyromania? <laughs> I saw Robert do it once in the mailbox in Miles. That wasn't with Javier. Then I saw Javier just like, when he get drunk, he'd like run through a bonfire. 
like you enjoyed paint or something, or like enjoyed the fire. Like I, I wouldn't do that if I was drunk. Would you? Like like run through a, a bonfire. Was he in it with those homeless people you told me about too? That was Miles and Colin. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, I just uh. Back to the to the paintball. Um, and you had said nobody, they're not paintballing. Did you yourself? Did you use the paintball? Yeah. Okay, so you would go there. Not with them. I, okay. never, I never even seen them there. I wouldn't. Wa I wouldn't want to play paintball with Robert or Christian because they probably shoot you in the neck or throat on purpose. Like they're. I mean. They took it seriously, huh? Well, they don't think. They, I think they like paint. Mm. That's my opinion. All right. Well, did you ever paintball at that location? At Orphan? Yeah. When I was like twelve. Okay. And so you have personal knowledge that that. As far as paintballing activities go, it shut down. Oh yeah, you're out there for 15 mines, and CSUS, Palm Springs Unified School District car will come up there like a cop, and you know, shine his flashlight and say, if you don't leave, him, call the cops. It's because it, it's not like a, it's not like a designated ground to do that. It's on school property, so if anything happens, whether they trip and fall on a rock or if they get hit in the eye with paintball, right. it's on school's liability. Okay. Because they're supposed to have a guard that does patrol like that and make sure that nothing like that happens. But as far as paintballing goes. Those, those guys had shotguns when they were like 17, 18. Like they, they, I know Christian didn't turn 18 until he was like, like after high school, like like late. But Robert, he turned 18 early and he buy the Christian guns and stuff. And I never saw him, but like on Facebook when he used to have one a long time ago, he posted a picture of like a 12 gauge and like a, like a like a like a 40 Springfield and like a 9 millimeter Glock and shit like that. So I mean, I have my own guns here. Actually, they're hers now, but I'm responsible with them. I'm not like that. Like. I don't, I don't go out and just shoot in random places like they did or, or even transport them. They're, they're for purely home defense. So, I just, I mean, I don't really have much more to say besides if you have more questions, but yeah. I just think I just think Javier is an accessory. I mean, okay. I won't get, the, get that out of my mind. Okay. I just, I just like I said, reading the, re the reports, I just wanted to get some clarification. Okay. Probably won't ever happen, but still, I know. He knows, I know. So, if he wants to take that to the grave with him and not serve any time for it, that's up to him. Farmer's a bitch, he'll catch up to him. He's a CO, someone's probably gonna throw some shit in his face. I, it's, a, it's just a question of interpretation, okay? Um, for the time that you knew Becky and, and uh, this guy Santiago, and... Uh, Javier's cousin? Correct. Well, his name's now Santiago, right. but I can show you on Facebook, his name used to be Jacob, and then after that happened, he changed it to Santiago. I saw him at my school registration with his mom there. He's like 30 years old with his mommy at registration. It's like, dude's got problems, you know what I mean? He wouldn't even look me in the eye either. He's, he knows. He knows. At the time that uh, that Becky was murdered with fires and everything, um, would you yourself perceive that Becky and and Santiago Jacob, were they boyfriend and girlfriend? They as were far as I knew, yeah. dating boyfriend and girlfriend. I never saw them physically touch. But from word from Javier, word from Becky, word from Jacob, they were dating. Okay. It might not have been as serious like every day like Javier and her were, but it was getting to the point where Javier was like encroaching on Jacob's space. And I don't think I don't I don't know if Jacob's violent enough to like pull off something with Javier like a like a love triangle thing. But that was in Luis's mind, that investigator. He's the one that got me to go, get going on that. But I, I just think the fact that like I know Javier and I've known him on and off, but Corey knows him better. But just by being around him enough, he's not a killer. He's a witnesser. He's not a killer. Like he's the kind of person who will just like well, see something and just shut his mouth and not do the right thing. It's like seeing a lady get mugged in the corner and like the guy run off with a purse. You know you can catch him, but you just watch. He's kind of like that. And especially knowing who his parents were, he probably didn't want any kind of involvement with them or any kind of implication involving their their 
their Senate runs or their office runs or anything like that. And sure. Javier's dad was a good guy. He raised his kid right. Like I hung out with Javier senior when I was like 9, 10, 11, 12, went to the beach with him, beach trips. You know, we were friends. But after high school started, he got a little weird. He wore like trench coats and shit and like hang out with just Corey. That was the only two they had was Corey and him. And um, if I if you look at my yearbook, I can show you a picture. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, it'll show you how weird he looks. Like, cause he's he's out there. Yeah, I'll just take a look. Um, but uh, now, now these based on what you've already told me, they're they're redundant questions that I'm going to ask you. So just just bear with Let's me. Let's just zip okay. through them. Yeah. Um. But um. Um. Do you remember or recall Becky having conversations? on the telephone um, and getting upset about it. No. And getting upset. Nope. You never asked that question before? Maybe one time or twice. Well, call, we've, we've established a, a the history of... A phone number may have called his relationship and she might have clicked it down. Could have been a bill collector. It could have been anybody. She never answered the phone and was like, hey, fuck you, stop calling me. She wasn't that type of person. Okay. Becky was the type of person where she wanted someone to stop calling him. She'd go to that person's face and slam the phone in her face and stop calling him. She was very nice. She was very polite, but you don't want to get in her bad side. And her bad side is not even that really of a bad side. It's just it's just what she thinks is right and she does what's just. And she was a good girl. Like she was, she, I mean, she smoked weed, but she didn't do anything else. She didn't do any other drugs. And she, I mean, she drove an hour there and an hour back just to Denny's. And I just think she was screwing with too many guys. For me to hear the name Chad Birnbaum, um, and then hear Javier, then Jacob. I mean. She could, I mean, I, I've been the same way. I'm a guy. I'm not going to lie. I've talked to, like, five girls at the same time. Not dated, but, like, ha have my options open. Maybe she was doing the same thing because she just got out of a relationship with Robert and wanted to see what was out there. But I, that murder just happened so random. And it happened, and the way Javier was acting just it didn't sound, it did not seem right. It did not seem right. Especially me driving the night before to spend the night and having asked me to drive the day afterwards too. And then after that again to go check on the remnants of the burn. Like every time it was my car. I understand because his was a piece of shit and I like filling my gas tank, but you know, I can kind of see why he wanted me to do it and also why he took his ex-girlfriend up there three times too. Sure. In the days before the murder, did you ever overhear or were you ever told that, um, that uh, Robert Pape wanted to come Never heard Robert's Pape's name before okay. or anything. Let me ask. Okay. Um, there we go. Um, in the days before, did you ever hear um, about Robert Pape ever wanting to come up to him in the days before the murder um, and to make sure that Becky's parents weren't home? Nope. They were home. <laughs> okay. And also, again, in the days, in the days up to the murder, it's probably with her, probably around a good six hours a day. I'm talking about yourself. For two weeks straight with me and Javier. Me, Javier, Corey, Alex, we'd all fit. She had a sign next beat, so we'd fit like five people. I'd be in the back seat, Javier would be in the front, maybe Alex would be next to me. And we all smoked for the first time, you know. It was our first two weeks of smoking, so we were like in a daze. And um, she never got any phone calls, never got any kind of harassing messages. Like, like if I would have known because like she would have been like, oh, it's this guy again. Like, and Javier or me would have something like, oh, you want me to handle him for you? Or, like, you know, something like that. There was no... No repeated phone calls. There was no like, like her like getting frustrated. Like her phone, I don't even remember it ringing. You know, she might have changed her number, but like, how would she change her number and have plans to go hiking with Robert if he didn't have that number? 
I, I think way outside the box. And like that's why I thought so much about this, and that's why whether or not Javier was there or not, but the fact that he told me he was up there joyriding, like he saw something. And you're an accessory. And that's why he wants to meet me. And it's obvious. I don't need a lawyer. You know, I didn't get offered a light type of test. He did, and he refused it. Moved to Sacramento. I mean, if my mom was Bonnie Garcia and my dad worked for the DA, I'd be too. But then again, I wouldn't kill anybody because I'm not that stupid. You know, that's, that's like, you don't take lives. I'm afraid to even kill a, kill like a, like a hummingbird, you He's know? afraid of bugs. I'm not afraid of bugs. I, just, I'm, I value well, life. Well, that's my or Anything, you know? So then... That's good, though. Would it then also be your recollection that you're not aware of, of Robert Pape calling Becky several to numerous times in the days before? Nope, not at all. I'm not, I'm not aware of him calling the whole time I knew her for the two weeks. And she would have, like, mentioned something like, hey, Bo, do you know this kid Robert Pape? Like, he's, like, harassing me. Because, like, back then, I may look a little, like, a little overweight now, but I was, like, 6'3", like, 240 pounds of like, muscle. And, like, I could, I could hold my own. Like, I used to box and stuff. And, and I'm, not, I'm not known for a fighter, but my, friend, my close friends know that if something happens, like, I've got, I've got their back. And Becky knew that. And she, she would have asked me, like, hey, Bo, can you just go talk to this kid? You went to high school with him. Like, back him up a little bit. So I would have went over to Robert's house and I would have like put his neck against the fucking wall and I would have told him to back the fuck off. You know, I would have gotten in trouble for it maybe, but I don't care. Like, you know, if he was harassing her that bad, but he wasn't, you know? Did he, did, did you know that, that, uh, that that was Becky's ex? I, I, first time I saw that was Becky's ex when I saw on the news or like some media picture, there was a prom picture of them too. That was the first time I figured out they were together. So she never talked to you about... Never um, talked about him. And Javier never talked um, nope. to you about... And, and Javier was so obsessed with Becky that he didn't talk about anything else about Becky. He didn't, care, he didn't care who was with her or who was without her or where she was. Like, what time are you off and, and I'll be there, you know? Like, or like, what do you need? Like, you know? Like, anything. He, he just was... He, I don't think... He, he was a virgin at the time. And maybe she gave it up to him and like got, got him hooked that way. I don't know. But he was so obsessed that... I, I mean, I've never even been obsessed with, with, with like a girl, and I've really liked a lot of girls a lot. Like the point where I'll like, I will get them a jam juice, have no questions asked, or they tell me to run away on something, I will. And I'm not even dating yet, you know. I'm just trying to show that like, he 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 went like above and beyond that without even asking, like without even it being wanted, like to re to the point where it'd be refused sometimes, you know. I just uh, I don't know. That's hard. I mean, you don't see like any other suspects down here living in a different state. With, with power that his parents have. Like, you know, I can afford a lawyer. Like, I don't get one. Like, my wife, my wife was making 9,500 net a month with a $20,000 fiscal bonus net every year. You're pulling like 150K after taxes. I could have got a lawyer. You know, I didn't need one. So, I still don't. I'm just, I, I'm not saying you're, I'm just saying I, I, I just, I, I don't understand why he needs one. And why that specific lawyer provided an affidavit that was given to or the DA gave him an affidavit that implicated the two that got arrested. Because without the affidavit, there would have been no arrest. It's really fishy. So, I mean, it looks, sure it looks like an accessory to me because he knows what happened. Except he wants immunity. And I think Zellerbach said no. So let's see how Astrid does. Two more questions for you on this list. Sorry I'm a little fired up. But just this, 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 this topic has been eating me alive for like eight years. That's okay. Eight and a half. We can take it. You know, and, and we'll, we'll do the best that we can. I'm not looking for any $100,000 reward like Luis Belongings is. That's a private detective that got like, going. Like, he didn't know shit until I told him everything. He didn't even know Javier's name. He thought his name was Rolando. Like, he didn't know anything. Like, I, I fed him every information he knows. I even gave him the, 
billboard pictures and all that stuff. Like, uh, I feel bad, kind of bad for doing it because he misled the case in the wrong direction. I'd rather have a thorough investigation like this, where you guys go separate to separate to separate, combine stories and collaborate the truth and the false. Because if, if you can go and you can say, you know, I said this, and then that one person confirms it, he confirms it, but then there's a liar that doesn't look like he's maybe on Javier's side. You can kind of tell what the, you know, proofs in the pudding. So I just, uh, I mean, I, last time they came here, they had a whole printout of my guns they, I owned. Like I had a Springfield 40, a shotgun, and all that stuff. And they, they knew that I was in danger. They just had my printout. I mean, it looks pretty dangerous because I had the same guns they probably got killed with, but I got I bought them afterwards. So <laughs> I got nothing to worry about in that one. But well, Javier, he had access to guns and he didn't have any of his name. I know for sure his dad kept two guns inside the house, and they were like there was a 40, and then there was a, a 38 special, or like one you put down here. I don't know what it was. Backup. It was a 40. That was a Glock. It was a nine millimeter or a Glock. Didn't have a hammer. It was all black. Remember, right. she showed it to me. Can I say something? Fucking idiot. He had one in the chamber, and he was like, I told him to drop the clip, because he doesn't know what he's doing with guns. And he was like, check it out. And he dropped the clip, and I was like, let me see it. Who did that? And he was going to point it at the wall and fire the trigger. I was like, hold on, let me see. Let me show the safety's off. Slide back. So I put the slide back, and shh, one pops out the chamber. I'm like, you fucking idiot. You could have killed someone two doors down. Those men that and came here? That, that kind of thinking, though, that's 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 something that, that's, that's something that doesn't got think. Then that, that doesn't like, to the think before Supreme they Court. Act. Like, you know, so like a murder, case. someone thinks. But at the time that those four just, men came here and sat at the table, it was really I'm, I'm not even sure. He was he on the verge of a breakdown. To do with it, he, had a, he, he was seen as a psychiatrist for one to come in. Now, again, bear with like me water, on, the, uh, water? On, the, uh, on the questions that I'm going to ask you. Yeah. Because you've, you've already talked about them, okay? Um, but I just want you to answer. Yeah, I'll just clarify. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> So when you were at Becky's house, um, spent the night that last night, yep. Saturday night, um, and even if it was a, and it might have been a day before, okay, but um, it was the 16th, not night of the 16th. Got, got there around 7 or 8 p.m. Left around like 8 o'clock in the morning. And then so, well, let's let's talk about that then. Was that the only night that you spent up there at Becky's house? Was on the night of the 16th? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, then on the night of the 16th, while you're up there at Becky's house, um, what did Becky tell you or Javier um, about Robert's call, Robert Pape's call, about him wanting to come over to the house with his friend Christian? Never got a call. I'm sorry. Never got a call. Didn't get a call? The whole night we were, like, I was with, okay, I think, uh, if I remember, I'm trying to remember exactly. I'm pretty sure we all drove in three cars, and Javier had driven his car up to Becky's, left it there, and then... Becky, or Javier drove back down the hill in his car with Becky in him. And then he left his car, the Dodge Intrepid, at his house in Cat City, and we took my car up the pinion. Because he wanted to show Becky how fast my car was. Okay. I mean, it's a 300 horsepower, 300 So what about quarter, the phone like, call? You know, you know what an STI is, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, it had like 450 to the crank. The phone call. What phone call? Did he ask you? I'm lost. What phone call? Was there a phone Was call? Was there a phone call? From who? From Robert. No. The whole night we were up there, I don't, I, I've never, I never knew you Robert, never her I never knew Robert existed there. until after he got arrested. I never even knew they dated. Like, there was no phone calls, there was no messages, there was no indications of Becky being annoyed, there was no um, harassing, there was no, like, anything involved. With, with, with someone bothering This is her. a statement someone must have made. Okay. It's a fake statement, because I was there the whole time. Okay, let me just ask my last question, please. Um, on Saturday, um, 
were you also at uh, Garcia's house? I was at work. Prior to going, okay. Well, let me ask you this. Were you at, were you ever at Garcia's house on Saturday um, prior to spending the night at uh, Becky's house? You might have stopped there to grab some of his little supplies or his little clothes or something, phone chargers, something like that. Okay. Do you recall Becky having a, a conversation at um if it's, if it's hiking, was, there's no hiking in here. I didn't hear any hiking. Okay, do, but do you do you recall nothing? Any mm -hmm. type of a conversation that that got any type of a reaction from Becky that was probably upsetting to her? Nope. Okay, not at all. Okay, those were my hard. Those were my questions that I I wanted to ask you about based on what the reports that I read. I was around Becky for the past two weeks before she died every day, and I was with her at least six to eight hours a day. Okay and not one phone call came from Robert. Did you not work? Because it sounds like you worked at Circuit City. I did work at Circuit City, but my day's off. Like, I worked, I worked 10, 12-hour shifts. And he went uh -huh. to I was school a manager then. by the time I was in high school. And you school. went to school at the same time. So how school. did you spend six or eight hours a day with her? And did she work? No, this was on, like, this was between September to September, I'd probably say August 18th to around September 18th, like a month maybe at the most, maybe okay. three weeks. In that month, I quit Circuit City because they were going bankrupt. And I started working at this stupid phone booth in the mall. Like, the, that was like a junk little, like, you know, like a little hustler. Kiosk. Yeah. And I didn't like it. So my hours were like once or twice a week, and I didn't show up sometimes if I didn't want to. So I was pretty much in that mindset of being young, reckless, and smoking weed all day and ditching class. So when did you go back to Circuit City? Because you woke, that's where you... I didn't go back to Circuit City. You didn't. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I thought the Sunday of the homicide, you left the house and went to work at Circuit City. He did. The Sunday of the okay, the Sunday of the homicide, I left Becky's house because right. I stayed the night there. Right. I, I think I left at like eight or nine because I started working at eleven to seven because it was a Sunday because they open late, open early, open late, close early. So I went there and it was like probably eight thirty-ish, nine in the morning. Like I can still remember the drive down the hill. Like I had my windows down and the breeze because it was good weather. And, like, I remember getting to work, and I know Javier had the day off because he worked at Las Casuelas, or he might have got fired by then, but he had Sundays always off because that was a good day. And he but was, that day you worked at Circuit City? That's on Sunday. Okay, and, and, and the two weeks before that date, you didn't work at Circuit City? No, I did. You did? Yeah. And you were, went once a week, twice a week, five times a week? I was at Circuit City working 40 hours a week. Okay. 40 hours a week. And up until, like, around... August 30th. All right, but I'll, I'll narrow it down for us just because we're just kind of talking. He's kind of yeah. pinpointed on this certain date. So I'm just trying to get it straight in my head, trying to get an idea of how much time you... And I, I apologize. He, my friend Lester here knows this case very well. Mm -hmm. I know it limited amount. Yeah. So when I hear you talk, I'm just trying to, in my mind, it's just someone taking it all in. Yeah. Trying to understand it. And, it's just and like back and So forth. when the gaps come in, I, I'm going to ask questions that he could probably answer, but I'll hear it from you okay. instead. I'm just trying to understand well, how... From Circuit City, I worked there. I started working there in probably um, 05, and then I started getting the word of them going bankrupt in around like July slash August. And right around then, I stepped down from manager. I went to part-time. That's when I was smoking a lot of weed. They noticed a decline in my performance because I was not selling what I usually sell. And um, my hours got cut down from around 40. Like I was working probably like 40 to 60 hours a week. Because like there was times when I'd come in and Black Friday and stuff like that sure. set up. Like we'd have to rearrange the whole store. But again, just the two weeks before the the murders. Yeah. I mean, what you were working about forty every, hours a week. Every time that I was not working, I was with Javier and Becky. Okay. Like from the time I got off to the time I went to bed. And so you get off, and it sounds like you work until about eight o'clock at night. I, well, that's on a Sunday. I usually work from like like nine to nine to five. Okay. And then every night after I got off, we'd always have, we always meet up and, and go out. Yeah. And smoke. Yeah. Pretty much, right? Oh, pretty yeah. much. 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, all right. And I was so, like, I was so new to smoking that, like, my memory is so bad from, like, like certain parts, but I can remember very things very vividly. Okay. Like, what, what, what's the point of going up and spending the night? Like you said, that was just the one night you, you spent the night. So you and her, the guy that was, uh, you say, kind of obsessed with her, okay. you you two spent the night at the house with her? Yeah. And where did you sleep? Did you have your own room? Or did... they, we all shared a room, but they I, I slept on the floor and they shared the bed. Like, I fell asleep before them, too. Like They were like looking at pictures and stuff, and I was tired, and I was, I was really smoked out. And I had work the next morning, too. I had all my work clothes with me. Right. And they knew that. So. But it sounds like you went to sleep sooner than anybody. Yeah, I went to sleep before them, too. Yeah. So for, all I know, know, they, for all I know, they could have She could have had 15 phone calls, maybe. Yeah. You just didn't see them. Yeah. But he slept in the bed with her? I. It was a small bed. It was like a like a, mm -hmm. like a single or a twin. Yeah. And I didn't see any other arrangements on the floor for him. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's what she, Yeah. And there, like I said, it went upstairs. And then the roof of the room was, was like almost like an attic. Yeah, it was an attic. It was like real short, so I couldn't stand up in there. So I like was like, "Fuck this!" I'm laying down, and I just crashed it. Yeah. I don't even think she had a TV. I just listened to, listen to the radio. But is that unusual? I mean, if you're not, he's not her boyfriend. And it is You're very just unusual. a friend, but you're invited to spend the night in her room that's, in her bed. With that's her? the one thing like about Javier. After Becky died, and I hooked him up with that one girl Ashley, he called me to hang out with the two of them, like a third wheel, like. Like, that's what he would do. I don't know if it was Ashley asking him to call me to hang out because I'd make it more interesting for them three to, uh, I don't know. But, uh, he, he, like, I'd hang out with him a lot. It's you remember just, that, right? It just sounds to me like he'd do anything for this girl, and the thought that he would hurt her strikes me as unusual. That's why the guy, like... that's what the guy last time in the cop, he said, there's no way he could hurt her because he was infatuated. But I remember I, and, that. And I'm not coming to any conclusion. I'm just saying when I just I, listened to this, I believe, too. I, I don't believe he could have hurt her, but I believe you could have witnessed something that could have hurt her. And yeah. he didn't say anything. I, I just would see if he's that yeah. obsessed that he showed up and he saw her house on fire that he wouldn't go over there and yeah, try and he, Yeah, he probably turned around and he'd probably book it like Try and help out or something. I don't call the police. Javier's not a man type. Okay, he's one to put up his fist, you know what I mean? So he uh, he turned around like a little bitch and he went home. And he didn't tell anybody about it. Except for me. So, so what was the purpose of spending the night? Me? Both of you. If that, you guys had never before? done it before, but that one night you did, did you what, what made no, that night special? I have no idea. I think Javier, like he once again offered to fill my gas tank and like he wanted to meet her parents and like I don't, I don't know. It was, was it like spur of the moment? Like you just yeah, went up and they was, said, hey, why don't you just stay? It wasn't or it was planned. all planned? It wasn't planned Why don't you bring your work clothes with you then? Because I knew I was working the next morning. Because I was like, I can't go up there and spend the night if I can't bring my work clothes with me. I'm not calling off. You know me. I don't call off. I remember the young so things when you said If I knew I worked the next morning, I was prepared. I, I'd like bring all my work clothes with me. I'd get there on so time. So you knew going up the hill though that you'd be spending the night? Yeah. Okay, you didn't get up there and then they oh, said no, just no. stay. So it was, kind of, it was kind of planned. Yeah, out. we walked right what in the door. We like, I said, hey, hey, the parents, we didn't even, even shake their hand. Yeah. And up the wooden stairs. I can still remember it in my head. Like you walk in. Yeah. So, they always call me a detective. I'm <laughs> <laughs> bad. They always make fun of me. But oh well. You went I enjoyed it was, actually. It's like the forest up there. <laughs> well, and the fact that he's filling my gas tank. I had a Subaru. It was a race car. It cost around $110 to fill the tank. And a Subaru, and he'd fill it every yeah. time. So I didn't mind that's that. A, that's motivating. It's very sure. definitely motivating. Absolutely. Every, every other day. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. your friends, he's filling your gas tank. You go, it sounds like you like this girl quite a bit, too. Me? Yeah. Becky? Yeah. No. Never? Never? Uh, Ashley, the one I gave him to. Yeah. Becky, no. She he was, was too, very innocent. She was too hardcore yeah. type for me. I was a virgin. He was a virgin. Yeah. I've only been well, one person. Well, that doesn't person. mean you could never crush on her. She was too much like, of a hardcore girl. I mean, you girl. only knew her for two weeks, four hours, five but hours I knew at a time. She probably I knew she was dating Jacob, and I knew Javier liked her, so I was just like... 
And that, she, that's and, enough. And then me looking at she her. She wasn't a manipulator. She wasn't. Yeah. smell it. But she was a yeah. sweet manipulator, though. She was. She didn't do it to harm her. She just well, did it to get it her way and make her go. Yeah. Could get guys in trouble. Yeah, it got her in trouble because she was talking to several guys at the same time. What? What are these crazies did? We don't know Didn't the parents get high too, though? I don't know. I don't think so. I know Be Becky's real dad was the, the ex. Um, I know about that. He's he works with he the sheriff department. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know about the dad that was there to set that. He was like a carpenter or something. The mom, I don't know. I don't know about her either. I took one glance at them and went up the stairs. You know, I was just high. Nice to meet you. And went up the stairs. What if they were the parents were drug dealers and they weren't a drug deal? They weren't wrong. drug dealers. Trust That's me. what happened. They weren't drug dealers. This is a crime of fucking hate. Like, I can tell. No one drags someone on a wheelbarrow and brings them back and burns them apart like that. If it was a drug deal gone bad, they just go and pop them and leave. They wouldn't chase someone out in the desert, like what, unless they have a sack on them, you know, to, to, for them to take. I mean, go ahead. I mean, it's different if someone goes out in the desert with their whole entire sack, like all the drugs they have, trying not to get caught with it, and you know, but that that person got dragged out in the desert and brought back in a wheelbarrow, and instead of like, like doing something more decent with the body, they just fucking let it on fire. Right in front of the house, like a message. Made him sick. It was. Uh, I, I saw. I saw the wheelbarrow. Like afterwards, it happened. Cause I went to Javier. Like I wouldn't go near anything. It was just it freaked me the fuck out. Like, he was walking through the rubble in the house and shit. And, like, like at first I was trying. He tell me he was trying to find like little trinkets or pictures, but it's like I was. I, 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 he was either trying to find bullet casings or like something like that would implicate like him or whoever he was with or I don't know what he was doing. But like he wouldn't need to go up there with me three times and then his ex-girlfriend afterwards three times just to look around. You know? That's someone like that's likes someone to morbid. that's someone likes to reminisce the, the crime scene, like to get like the thrill of it. I read I, I'm I'm a criminal mom minor, you know. I, I read about these people all the time. I, I never thought I'd deal with one, but you know I just it's, he, the way he's set up and, and politically it just he's untouchable. If it was me here, he, I'd, I'd already be in handcuffs and. Even if there was circumstantial evidence or not, I'd be, I'd be done. But with him, you got to go through loopholes and loopholes and loopholes, and then someone pays off someone, you either in a loophole. I know the deal because I used to go to the events with Javier's mom. You know, I used to have the bumper sticker on my car, Bonnie Garcia. I, I met Arnold. I know, I know how that shit works. So they, all the notions they give and all the, all the stuff they do. I've seen, I, I used to see her checkbook with all the, all the cash she used to write out to all these little places to get favors. Did you see that oh, show, The Haves and the Haves Not? Um, have you heard of it? No, don't even start with that show. Well, what? See, she hasn't heard. Don't even start. She can get tapes of it. You should watch it. It's very your, interesting. Your friends or your acquaintances. Let's, let's let's talk about Javier and let's talk about. Do you want me to write them all down for you? No, 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 no. Okay. No, because I just want. There's only a few. Yeah, but I want you to tell me. So let's let's go down the list. You've got Javier Garcia, and whether they're your friends or they're not, I just I, I'm just currently or before. No, 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 no. no. None of them are currently. Right. Okay, so let's talk about Javier Garcia. Let's mm -hmm. talk about Jacob uh, Santiago or whatever. Santiago, whatever his last name is now. Right. He used to be Jacob Figueroa, and now it's Santiago something. Um, your buddies that you work with at Alex and Corey at Circuit City. Um, uh, Robert Pate, Christian Smith. Um, tell me about. There's one person that you okay. might, might be interested in. Her name's Jeannie McDaniel. Okay. She I'm, is Becky's I'm best friend. I'm familiar with Jeannie McDaniel. Okay, so those eight, and if there are more, then that's fine. Tell me how, after the murder, murders, your relationship with each of them either dwindled or maintained or whatever the case being. Javier dwindled away as a person, but we still remain friends. He was more of a mooch. Like, before he could supply for himself, he could... He wouldn't have to ask for anything. He would be very dependent. He'd open doors for women. He was, he was like a different person. After the murder happened, he was just opposite. 
Like I told you, someone went from shaving their eyebrows at an Asian salon to someone growing their afro. Just totally one eighty change. Um, Still a friendship, or, or, is the, or is the friendship gone? With Javier? Yeah. I haven't talked to Javier in probably five years, and last time I talked to him was when he tried to get me to buy him weed. Okay, and you did talk about that earlier. Yeah. Okay. Um, Alex? Jacob. Okay, Alex. Alex, uh, as far as I know, he works at the Village Pub downtown Palm Springs. He's a, he's a bouncer or whatever. He has a mustache like this, like an old Western. He's, he's the kind of guy that if you, he's, I think he's got previous law problems. So he's so scared shitless of any kind of investigator or any kind of cop that he'll just say he doesn't know what you're talking about. I've already tried talking to a friend of a friend and he won't, he blocked me on Facebook so about it. Basically like he blocked I've noticed since high school. Blocked you? Yeah. Like is, that's how like <coughs> back when he worked or used to work at Circuit City. I remember. He, he got he got in trouble for stealing from the warehouse. And he got so scared that they were gonna catch him that they hired a lawyer before it even happened. That guy? Yeah, that's not imagine how he feels now. <laughs> what was his last name? I don't remember. Let me write it down for you. you. I'll write down my friend's name. Yeah, after I asked him about that. There's another guy named Nick Crum, too, who's in the Army in Texas. He was a nice kid. Luis got a hold of him, but I don't know what happened with that. But he told me that, Nick told me that one time he was at Javier's cousin's house, Jacob. He saw him, Jacob's roommate, some guy named Austin, and Javier loading gas cans and shovels in the trunk of a car. And that's, that's, that's in a police report somewhere, too. His name's Austin something. I don't know if you know who that is, but... How could that be in a police report? There are so many things that fall out of the sky when it comes to dealing with... If that was truly, though, in a police report? They, re they refuse well, lie detector tests, Mom. There's, well, there's a gotta, few of them. And you have to understand, and you, and you know this, um, that it doesn't matter what you say, it's the fact that you said it. Okay, that sometimes needs documentation. It has to be documented. Okay, whether it's factual or 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 trumped up or whatever the case being. Even with a lie detector. It doesn't matter, man. If it came out of your mouth or if you are saying that somebody missing. else said that, then there's a good chance that that's going to be annotated. So whether it's I'm not saying that that's that 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 is the case or isn't the case. I'm just telling you that if that's being said, you know during statements, interviews, whatever the case being, well, it needs to be duly noted. Wouldn't you I think agree? You know, another person you should check out. And then you can clarify that. Or the do gas best can and shovels. You know, when, but you think about that, man. And I mean... Could be hearsay. That, that, that horrific situation that occurred up there. If it wasn't hearsay, a gas can and shovels, I mean, that's like... You don't know how bad of a conflict of interest this case is. You have no idea. Well, but do you understand what I'm saying? I'm yeah, just saying that. But the I also understand that you can't say everything sitting here either. Well, but again, just just think about basic human nature. When you know the details of what happened up there, or yeah. you have an idea of what somebody, you think happened. Why would happened, somebody make that up? Absolutely. But I'm going to list the person here. Her name is Valerie Bergman. She lived in Pinion, and she knew Becky. And she hung around Javi, Becky, all of us all at the same time. And she'll, if you talk to her, you can just look her up on Facebook. Her name will pop up like that. She, she's familiar with how Javi was obsessive. In a girl's point of view, she'll let you know. Okay. And this Perfect. is one of Becky's good friends. Thank you. But the problem is she's dating Corey Donovan. Okay. So, it's okay. Again, like I said, the only information that you're getting from me is what you're giving a, me. This would be so. a good one, though. Ashley Shepard. She's the one that I handed off to Javi after Becky died. Like, I didn't have a rebound. And he's the one that took her up there like four or five times to reminisce. And she thought it was so scared that her mom came and told me at my work. 
So she might have some information about what he said when he's up there, why he wanted to go up there, because... Are you allowed to say, did they ever talk to her? Yeah, they did. Luis did. Not, not, not at Riverside County, but I know Luis did. But Luis talking to anybody is just bullshit. I mean, I, honestly, I think that these people do a better job than Luis because they have more power. They have, they, they have more resources. He's a PI that got fired from their office. I don't like talking to him anymore. I fed him enough information where if he gets his little $100,000 reward, he can put up his ass. He didn't know anything when he approached me. He didn't know anything. He didn't know any of the suspects. He didn't know any of the names. Like, he was taking notes like three full pages long. I mean, I'm, I'm glad what he's doing, but I just hope it's not after a reward money, you know? So Ashley Shepard is the one I circled. That's Javier's last girlfriend. Um, I can go on my phone, my thing here. That's at one percent. Do you have your phone with you? It's probably at five percent. Do you have a phone? <laughs> I sure do. Well, we're all dead. I don't have a phone number, but wait a minute. Luis went over and I talked to her in the car. Luis went over and to ring. Luis, Luis went over and talked to her at her house and said he got more information off her than here, anybody else. Here, you could use mine. ask you please because you didn't bring it up what about that that morning after when that guy was with Bo and the mother was not honest I remember that distinctly she said that her son was a helping her event. set up for a campaign event only he wasn't with her he was with Bo I got her right here well I'm not going to do that here because that's her on the left right there her name's Ashley Marie Shepard. If you want her address, I don't know exactly, but I can go on my I can go on my thing and get it if you want to. I I, I personally would talk to her face to face okay. because her mom, her her mother, came in at work and like spotted me out and told me that like her daughter was freaked the f out okay. about like what happened with him or Javier. No, I'll I'll, I'll research it that way. Okay. It's it's, yeah, it's clean Shepherd. and it's it's something on my end. And to answer your question, um, anything that you think is noteworthy to be recorded, it probably has been already. So that far. So there's okay. no sense in doing that. If it's necessary, it will happen. Yeah, or Javier hasn't had a Facebook for like eight years. Okay. He's on he's on he, he knows what he's doing. He's got parent instruction. No, they can't do that probably if they're correctional officers. What are you talking about? I didn't even have a Facebook. I've seen you, Can you have a Facebook? Prisoners have Facebooks, man. I'll oh. show you a prisoner with a CDC outfit on posting a cell like this. <laughs> you can get anything in prison. I work with you guys too. That's nice that we're all Javier, Jacob, Corey, Alex, Nick, Corey. What do you, you guys talk about that Proposition I might have a phone right here, too. No one's happy about that. Please, load, please load. Can you believe that people Are you still maintaining contact with me? Yeah, yeah he, he sounds, hit me up. You don't think, they don't What's know. funny is this. I'll show you. So you catch someone with a little bit of math. It's not a big deal. We don't need to fill the jails for people like that. We should, you know, leave the vile criminals. But who do you think is stealing your stuff? The same people who have a little bit of dope. How do you think they pay for that? 
but from breaking into your houses and your car, you know, they don't see it as that. You hear about the guy in New York? Those people over. Which one? Off the street? We can cite them Lopez? for stuff. We can't get them off the street. How long ago? Yeah, that part about what is it walking down oh, the street okay, and somebody yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know the name so the salary on it's under okay. it's under $750 and they just oh, get something Oh really? No, that's a robbery. Well, that's, that's, that's too bad. That's just a theft. That's a robbery cuz I mean, I suppose they just saw it was pursed off their shoulder so that probably wasn't He changes ways, not like that anymore. It's just you know, they're just looking at this. It was just a little bit of this. All right, let me get this. But life is precious, man. I know he he posted something saying I'm going to get shot one day newfound uh, boyfriend is like a felon yeah and we sort of followed Crown. him in the court records and he had a whole slew oh, yeah. of these felonies he, he was kid. in jail and all of them for the federal things in the <laughs> letter right out yeah. 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 Okay. all right thanks this is probably the most important well, one all right so, and his okay. wife had to attend the awareness program. She's a very severe, she's mentally ill, but she's a severe addict. She had to attend the awareness program, and I checked on there, and it said, I think that due to that proposition, she asked for some kind of dismissal from that, too. Yeah. yeah so, Officers aren't California is the place to move now, huh? I guess. Or Colorado. <laughs> or the move, place to move out <laughs> of. Straight to Colorado. <clears throat> but, you know, this thing, like, um, he was all freaked out about the closet. I don't know, maybe he's being nicer now, but he was... Okay. Find Nick. It's gonna say Facebook user because he deleted it. Did he block you? He wasn't doing so good. He asked me if I could sell a pound of weed for him, and I was like, "Dude, you're in the army." I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "No, I don't know anybody." <laughs> if I had an army job, I wouldn't fuck that. Up. I'm a moron. Would you believe that that's a miniature schnauzer barking? One of them. Really. As soon as I can get this number for you, it'll pay off. And the little wizard of Oz Terrier. I appreciate that. Because <laughs> he, 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 he messaged me and he was like, hey, hit me up, I need to talk to you. And I was like, for what? And he's like, oh, it's about the Javier case, blah, blah, blah. So I gave him, I gave Luis his phone number. Mm -hmm. And, um... How long ago was that when he, when he uh, tried I'll, to get a hold of I'll him? let you know. Okay. I have, it, I have all time stamped right here. Here it is. On May 3rd, he hit me up, and then again on October 30th. May 3rd of what year? I don't know. 14. Soon. So like two months after they did the arrest. See, he put, hey, hit me up. And then he put, hey, hit me up again, and we talk to you. Okay. And I put, he's going to call you, answer me, call us. That's Luis that was going to call me, the investigator. Is that the number you're going to give me? Yeah. And, and you've noticed, um, though, that I haven't made reference of anybody that I've talked to prior to you, correct? What do you mean? You know how you're saying, don't let him, you know, you don't have to tell him that I gave you the number, right? You can tell all the different stories. stories. But I'm just saying, do you understand that, like, in us talking, have I told you that I've Ask for the number? That I've directly talked to anybody? Cases, no. Because you know, yeah. that's just how I know. Work. 
I understand. They do their best. Strictly business. They That's very important. So here, here's his number. I'm gonna. I'm, what I'll do is I'll call right now to verify it's still him. And then if the answer is, I'll just be like, because um, I mean, the way he messaged me, he seemed pretty adamant about wanting to help. I mean, his, his evidence that he said seemed a little far-fetched, a little late to be saying that. But like, I do believe him because he spent just as much time around Javier as I did me. But I spent more time around Becky Javier than him. So what I can do is I can track his number down. Okay. You have my cell phone. That's what you Yeah, I got your cell phone. Yeah. Right here. And that's my personal cell phone, so. Yeah. Actually, it's in his house. What is this? Is this yours? That you defaced, yeah, if you need one. So Nick Crum, um, he's in Texas, stationed out of somewhere. Um, Ashley Shepard, that's his ex-girlfriend. That's the one that he brought up there three times. Mm-hmm. Valerie Bergman, that is one of Becky's old best friends that lives in Pinion currently and did when it happened. Okay. Nick Horline, um, he lives in Pinion as well. That's where he used to party at. Alexander is the one that um, will like, tell you to fuck off and doesn't know anything, he doesn't remember. Corey Donovan, his dad's a Palm Springs police officer and he's butt buddies with Javi, so he might tell you the same. Jacob Figueroa is... Um, Santiago. Yeah, Santiago. Mm-hmm. So you pretty much got it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't think of really any other names that are involved, but as far as the main circle, that's like who, like, like starting with going down from here. Okay, so let me, let me just run down those. As far as who you're still in contact with or consider a friend or someone that you can reach out to. On there? Javier Garcia. No. Okay. Actually, Jacob Figueroa. No one in there. No one? I've cut my ties. Okay. All right. And again, like I told you, none of these folks know that Nick, need to know Nick that. is still like, he thinks he's friends with me, but like, when he asked me to like help him sell a pound of weed and asked him if he was in the army, like, I'm not going to help him destroy his career, you know? Absolutely. How long ago was that? Like six months ago. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to like, I've already done enough damage in my life where I can't even apply to be an army. And I'm, I'd love to join the armed forces because of the, the benefits you get, like the career long path you get, like the, the entrance, the, I mean the exit like, opportunities to careers. Because so, I mean, you'd definitely be able to hire a veteran over someone like me. So I mean, I, just, I, I, I didn't want to like talk to him because he was fucking up. Like, plain and simple. I just, I'm over it. I, I mean, imagine making $9,000 a month and how much drugs would be around you, you know? Not working all day. Like, so I'm, I'm just done. <laughs> hey, you know what, man? Stop beating yourself up. Because yeah. you, you, you've already got your, your AA. You're looking forward to go on and get your degree in psychology, correct? I, I, I mean, I want to get it just to have it, but I want to kind of change my major. Tell you what, and your mother will tell you, the doors that open, you know, yeah. once you start marketing yourself as being somebody who's accomplished, you know, the academic things that you want to do yeah. to, to help society, you're not going to have a problem. Yeah, the winners do it, the losers don't want to do so, you know, and, and I, I don't like to share boring stories with you, but, you know, one of the, one of the, the people I admire the most is my father, who's passed away. But um, Was he in law enforcement? No, he was not. But he spent, uh, he spent several years in prison before he turned his life around, got his degrees, and, uh, and became a chemist and made yeah, life very, very good for That's what some prison can do to people, but other people are just... That's like a rare chance that it happens to somebody. It happened. Yeah, it happened. Yeah. And I'm, I'm living proof of it. Yeah, I most, got to reap the benefits of that. Most people that happen like that, they go in for a crime that's not really serious. But while they're in there, they, 
realize just the stupid mistake they made to get themselves there and like what they're going to do to get out to get themselves better and beyond what they were before. You know, we don't all have the answers and that's why we kind of rally hopefully, around each other. Hopefully his time is coming soon, so maybe, maybe you can be an inmate at one of the correction officers. Is <laughs> I just want to, I just like I told you when we were talking on the phone, I want to get the truth. Yeah, that's what I I'll okay. do whatever I can to help too. I mean, I'm not, not going to lie or anything bad or defend anybody. I just, I want justice. Yeah. And that's all. There's nothing more, nothing more true and, and for us to work out, we deserve it. Like, it's, it's all right. Listen, you have my, my cell phone. You can yeah. call me anytime you want. Um, if you do not want me to reach out to you, I won't call yeah, you call anymore. But you if I have a question or two, I may give you a call. But if you're saying we're done, then that's fine. I yeah, respect are you, that. Are you allowed to give me updates too or no? I can give you updates that pertain to you. Okay. Can you okay. Well, and I can give you and I can give you and I can give you obviously public updates, which yeah. you probably would know. But as far as me talking about somebody else's situation, probably someone like well, I, I, I heard the neighbor in the Ashram in the right? That's correct. Yeah. I, 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 I Ending investigation interview, and the time is now 1800 hours. Do my accounts is really time consuming. Anything that can help me and make my life easier, give me five minutes more to spend with my daughter, I will honestly take it on. Sage Tools helps small business owners like Kaylee have more time for those precious little moments. Visit sage.com today. Sage, helping business flow. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.